World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Now, I swore I wasn't going to do it, and then I went and did it. So I'm in a bad mood this morning. I stayed up and watched the Browns last night. I haven't watched, I haven't watched a football game, and I don't have any idea. Michelle's, Michelle's out of town with her, seeing her relatives. It's just me sitting around. Browns come on at 8.15. I think, oh, that's early. 8.15, I can watch. I'll be, I'll be in bed by, guy three hours? Okay, I can do that. Well, yeah, yeah, lo and behold, football games aren't three hours anymore. I was in bed about 12.45 last night watching the Browns get beat. Um, and I want to I want to make a point because as I'm watching it last night, and I'm getting ready this morning. I, I'm literally thinking this. Now you guys are going to think I'm crazy, all right? I, I'm sitting there and I'm watching that game, and I'm thought if I was calling the plays for the Cleveland Browns, we would have more points than they have right now. And it was a it was a process. I'm not look. I'm not. I'm Kevin Stefanski. Give me a call. Give me a call. Because here's what's happened to football, by the way, and religion. They, the two run on the same track. And here's what we call it. Paralysis by analysis. Christianity has become paralysis by analysis. Football has become paralysis by analysis, meaning what? Did you ever turn on the football game? And, and, and there, there, there he is. There's the football coach. And he's standing there and he's holding this chart. He's looking at this chart as he's calling plays. Um, and there's 17 different situations with 48 different defenses looks and on. And he's he's paralysis by analysis. I said, spread him out and run the ball. Spread him out. I'm I'm, tell, I'm telling you, it was, I couldn't sleep on. I was so I was going to go get in my car, drive to Cleveland, and make myself available to be their offensive coordinator. That's what I was going to do. Going to do because what is paralysis by analysis? They watch film all week and know all the team's other tendencies. And instead of them calling a play according to your gut, your gut, this play ought to work because of your gut, they're the armatrons. What do they call that? These guys who just go by statistics. Uh, third and three, the chart says to do this. Most of football is surprise. It's deception. It's trickeration. I'm watching the Browns. Nick Chubb, their great running back, blew out his knee last night. And why does he blow out his knee? Because they got all the guys packed in there together. Spread them out, will you? Okay, I'll, I'll get I'll I'll get off of it. Get off of it. So they got beat by the squealers last night. And I'm going to go apply for the whatever for the Cleveland. Look, look, now listen, I'm going to tell you the same thing. It's the same thing in the American church. The American church has become so heavenly conscious that they're no earthly good. 
paralysis by analysis. Seven steps to the last seven years of the seven tribulations under the stars, below the moon. Are you anybody out there tracking with me? Someone put a thumb up and say, hey, this is so simple. Football is simply blocking and tackling. And Christianity is simply uh, obeying, reading and obeying. That's all there is to it. It's all, yeah, it is bread and circuses. Football is bread and circuses. And you look last night, and that stadium is full. They had two. I know, friends, are you looking at me? I never watch TV. I never, I didn't even know how to turn it on, let alone find it. Nobody in my house but me. And finally figured out how to get it on. And then they're simultaneously half screen. I'm watching some other game someplace. I, well, I don't know. Two, two, I'm saying, I said, just put the damn game on, will you? So I was so frustrated when I went to bed about 11.45, looked at the clock, said, my God, I got to get into a show here. But... So I'll calm down. Brown's got beat. They deserve to get beat. They got an $860 million quarterback, whatever it is. I've never seen it. The Browns lost because two of the touchdowns Pittsburgh scored while the Cleveland Browns had the ball. Go say that again. The Pittsburgh Steelers scored two touchdowns while the Cleveland Browns had the ball. What was the score? 26-22, something like that. Two, two of the touchdowns scored were scored while the Cleveland Browns had the ball. I'll move on. I'll move on. Got some, I got some good stuff. Is Roger Weaver out there? Roger Weaver? Are you in here, Roger? Because I want to, I want to, uh, I don't know. Wouldn't you know of all days is he in here, Spencer? I'm looking for him. Hey, Weaver, you out there? Wouldn't you know it all the day? What's that? He's in there? Well, wake him up. He's probably in the shower. Because I want, I want Roger to talk about something here. Folks, look, I, I made the determination. I want to get, I got a great show. Stay with me. Please stay with me. Randy knocked it out on Bridie on yesterday. Oh my goodness. If you did not see the Bridie on show with me and Randy yesterday, it's posted now at Coach Dave Live. So we'll be able to watch it. But uh Gary, my my uh my left hand, Gary, uh Gary Pierce said, Coach, they don't understand prepare to stand. They don't understand it. They think that you are just trying to market something. And I'm not trying, that's not folks, that is not what it look, that's not what it is. Okay. For, Please let me explain this. For $30, you can watch it live. You don't have to watch it live. But you you own it, and you can share it with others. This valuable information we're going to bring. And one of the things that we got talking, because I didn't understand it, wills, probate, all that stuff. Friends, I'm not trying to sell you anything. We're not trying to get you to go to Roger Weaver and make some money. Make No. Hey, are you there, Weaver? Are you there, Roger? I see him. Yes, yes. Roger, give us two minutes of how many times you see in your office people who come in and are losing all their money because they didn't take the steps necessary to protect their retirement. Take two minutes. Would you do that, please? Yes, I will. Um, You know, I've been doing this 35 years, and um, probably the the biggest thing I see is the lack of planning. Um, I just had a couple in yesterday, and you know, the husband's 70 something. And he said, my wife just does not want to talk about when we die. I know we need to do these documents. I need, I know we need to do some planning, but she doesn't want to talk about dying. And it's hard to kind of get around that other than 
You're going to well, die. <laughs> you're going to die it, with the Lord or without the Lord. You're going to die. But more importantly, where do you want your estate to go? And, you know, the old saying is uh, lawyers, we love probate. You know why we love probate, Dave? Because you make a lot it's, of money. It's labor intensive. Um, so there's a host of reasons really to at least sit down, look at what you have, who you want to leave it to, who do you want to leave things to um, that will take care of it? What happens if I get sick? Who do I want to have authority or control over my finances? Those of you that have wayward children, sometimes you want to kind of slow things down as far as giving to them. Those of you that have great kids, you want to give it to them right away. Nothing wrong with that. So I do see it a lot, and um, I'm looking forward to Saturday. And again, as David, as you said, most of you don't even live in my states. So we're not trying to drum business up here. We're trying to impart knowledge. And then for you to take that knowledge into your own environment and get legal help to get ready for the future. Folks, you would be crazy not to get this knowledge. You make your own decision what you want to do. But if you died tomorrow, would the stuff that you have, do you know where it's gone? Do your kids know? Hey, Mike Blake, I see you hanging out there, Mike. I don't know if you can come in here. Mike, just tell a little bit, if you can, of the nightmare of your precious father dying without having everything in order. Could you share that with us, Mike? You willing to do that? Mike could be Mike could be at work. Mike just he went on and on and on. Told me about the headaches and the attorneys and the probate and everything that happened because they his dad, wonderful man, didn't have his affairs in order. Go ahead, Mike, if you could real quick. Yeah, I just uh, it's it's just amazing for somebody that can have a whole lot of money and then when it gets left. uh, I'm from a family of thirteen, and you you. You just wouldn't believe the nightmare. It's been a, almost a year and a half since my father passed away, and we still are not through taking care of everything in probate. And then the more complicated your your affairs are, the harder it is on on everybody. And then the more people involved, the harder the harder it gets. And probably probably no family arguments going on there, is there, Mike? <laughs> you don't get this. You don't get that. I get this. You don't. No problem. No that going on, is there, Mike? No, no, not at all. And it's actually been, it's actually been a couple, couple splits already with people not talking and not, not associating with each other. When we used to meet, you know, every couple of months as a family, as a, as a unit and, wow. and haven't met since. So folks, this is why this, this to me, this, I'm, I'm not, Roger's not going to make any, you get your own lawyer, but I want you to stop and I want you to think right now, if you were to die, is there going to be a war breakout in your family over what you got? And you say, well, I don't really want to do that because it's going to force me to, it's going to force me to make choices on here and there. And I don't, I don't really want to do it. Okay. So just start a big freaking fight in your family. Then just die and start a big freaking fight in your family. That's what you're, that's what you're doing. This isn't about me trying to make money off of you guys. Come on, man. I don't want to give up my Saturday either. It's my Saturday sitting inside. I got plenty of things to do. And then the whole idea of, of the of gold and silver, I don't care if you buy gold and silver. I don't care. But I don't want you two years from now or a year from now, when everything crashes and your retirement is gone, I don't want you to say, God, I wish I'd have done this. I mean, is gold and silver for you, metals for you? I don't know. But I can tell you this, a year from now, 
You're going to wish you explored it. You're going to wish you knew something about Bitcoin. Come on, wake up out there. So we're bringing that. I'm not selling you anything. I'm trying to save you something. Do you understand that? Huh? Do you get it? Come on. Come on. So I'm I'm done with that. It just it, it just grieves me. I don't know what you guys think I'm trying to do. Because you know, I'm 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 giving up my Saturday too. I'm not getting anything out of it. Michelle and I just had this done. We just got our we just got everything in, in, in order. In fact, I'm gonna go another step. Because there's even there's even more things that we would have to fight about. Say, okay, leave my estate to like, okay, who gets this house? <laughs> who gets that car? Who gets what, what? What? They're gonna fight over? No, I want this. I want. Come on, come on. Get your stuff in order so your children don't fight over it, and the lawyers don't get rich off of you. Amen, Mike Blake. Give me a thumbs up there. There's a thumbs hey, up, coach. Mike Blake. Amen. Hey, Roger loves probate. He gets rich off of probate. Takes your money that's supposed to go to your children, and he goes out and buys boats with it. Because why? You didn't do the due diligence to make sure your affairs were in order. Go ahead, Lauren. And to add on that note, if you have any special needs um, at all, you have to have a special needs trust. Because then the state will come in and take your house. And then your your loved one who has special needs won't have what they need. And you need to have all those things in order. Mm. And, and it winds up being a bigger hornet's nest than not even having a probate. Amen. I mean, not having a, um, a trust and a Amen. will put in place. Come on, so. Hey, Roger Weaver, real quickly. Because, look, Roger isn't going to, folks, he's not going to do your work for you. He lives in Ohio. You live in Tennessee. He ain't going to be your guy. Roger, what the, what kind of costs are we looking at for a person to get things in order? How much How much is it going to cost him to do that, Roger? From any well, attorney, from any yeah. attorney they go to. You know, wills, power of attorney. You In my office, I'll do an estate package of some, you know, wills, power of attorney, living will, durable power of attorney, you know, for 500 bucks. Sometimes you have to do some deed work, deed work to help you. Maybe you know four or five hundred. A good lawyer will let you make if you treat them well. Will let you make some type of payment plan. I think the key thing with planning, though, is you will save you save money on the back end by the thousands of dollars mm. by preparing things now versus later. Yes, you've got to spend a little. Nobody likes to pay any any attorney or accountant. But in the long run, it is far cheaper to spend a little bit of money now. An ounce of prevention yeah. is worth a pound yeah. of cure somewhat. And Dave, Dave, the thing and the thing I share with clients sometimes is the goal is to protect the Thanksgiving dinner. The goal <laughs> is to protect the Thanksgiving dinner. And if you Amen. don't plan, you're you're opening up the Thanksgiving dinner to be eliminated. Amen. So the goal is to protect that if everybody understands that. So the the Bible says that a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, folks. Hey, hey, a wise man doesn't leave an inheritance to some attorney doing probate. Wise, are you a wise man and a wise woman? If you drop over dead tomorrow, are your affairs in order? Can they walk in your house and pull out something and says, here's where this goes and this goes and this goes? Can they do that? If not, you just ruined Thanksgiving dinner. That's what Roger Weaver just told. 
probably Thanksgiving dinner forever. Okay, look, folks, I ain't getting I, I ain't getting rich off of this stuff. I'm not trying to hawk anything. I'm trying to bring information to you. That's what this is all about. Okay, cool. And I got a bunch of people want to talk about that. And I got something so deep I want to get into. Uh, Dan says you're saving your estate from vultures and saving your loved ones from much grief. Dan, amen. No, none of us want to talk about that. My wife was elbowing me yesterday. Do we have our burial plots? Uh, no. So if I drop dead tomorrow, Michelle, Michelle and Grief going to have to figure out where they're going to plant me. Huh? I, what, what the heck? What am I waiting on here? What am I waiting on? Come on. This is just prudence, folks. George, come on in. Roger, you're a good man for charging $500 for that. Just changing, <laughs> yeah. changing one word or one sentence in what I have was $475. That's so you're a good man. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Jeff Klein. Then Myra, then stop. I'm moving on. Yeah, well, here's a question I have. Isn't there something to, we haven't done a trust or anything. Me and Mary Jane, she's 75, I'm 65. So now we're checking into it. But somebody said you have to have that trust set up for two years before it goes into effect. And I'm like, what? And like, there's stuff like that we're finding out. I'm well, like, that's information that we're going to get to people, Jeff. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. There'd be a lot of information. Yes. Do you have any idea? If you wanted to go sit down with Roger Weaver for a consult, I'm sure it ain't 25 bucks. <laughs> right? I'm sure it's not. So come Saturday or Sunday. What day is? I don't even know anymore. Come the 23rd with a notepad. Take notes. And then you have it and you can go back and review it and you can look at it again. And have we done this? Have we done this? And have we done this? I can't believe it. Folks, this will save you money. Myra, quickly. Yes, Coach. It's, uh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth. It's about wisdom um, in regard to what Attorney uh, Weaver is doing. Proverbs 4, 5 through 7. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decrying from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. And that's what we'll be learning. Getting understanding. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, Myra, pray right now for Vinny. Pray for Vinny's leg. Pray for Vinny right now, Myra, if you will. Yes, uh, Coach. Thank you, Godfather. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing us together. I plead the brother Lord Jesus Christ over everybody in this call. We pray over Benny's leg and we give you the victory for what is about to you happen. That there's no weapon that's formed against Benny that's going to prosper. Nothing, no virus, no infection. We break it in Jesus' name. We apply the blood over Benny that he will rise up and walk in Jesus' name. And we declare the same thing for Mark Mattingly. Lord, whatever it is, he was fearfully and wonderfully made and you hold all the buttons and the control buttons and you can touch Mark Mattingly and heal him today and Lord we believe that you will do that that this weapon formed against him will not prosper but he will walk in victory in Jesus name amen amen look see it doesn't matter amen. what you hope what you hope to the Lord fight with the sword fight with the sword of the word the word huh that weapon Formed will not prosper in Jesus' name. Doesn't matter what I say, what I pray, how much I hope. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not. So we did a, a I'm, I'm heading somewhere today. Heading somewhere. 
Sign up a pair that sends 30 daggone bucks. You got it forever. You got it forever. You can go back and review it. You don't have to sit there and watch it the day that's running live. <clears throat> oh, Lord, catch my breath here. Randy was fabulous yesterday. Put that up on the screen. So it's now posted at CoachDaveLive.com. Randy, I just at the spur of the moment had Randy come on. It. Are the people go through the whole thing and kind of the history of some things that we've done here at Coach Dave Live. I, I, look, I'm going to tell you this: there ain't a that I know of. There's not a ministry like this. There's not a ministry like this anywhere. And it's you guys that are the engines. You are the pistons that make this thing happen. This ain't about me. It ain't about Coach Dave. It ain't about pass the salt. It's about you. Equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. Go get it done. You become a minister. You go get it done. You do it. Quit waiting for your pastor to do it. Quit. Stop worrying about going to your pastor and begging him to actually get involved. Stop doing it. You get involved. You start doing it. Jeff Klein started a church in the garage. They don't even have a pastor. Jeff's there. Jeff's a pastor. Start doing some home Bible studies. Start calling people together and showing them some Coach Dave live videos where we talk about stuff. Or your favorite guy, whoever. I don't care. I don't care. Build a network of people around you. Come on. I seem frustrated. I'm still mad about the Browns. Still mad about the damn Browns. I Spread the field, will ya? Sorry. I, I mean, I, 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 wait, wait, let me see what says here. What's the chart say I should do here? Okay. Mm. I mean, it's it's amazing. Okay, so listen. This came to me yesterday. Uh, 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 this this was I'm telling you, God is so good. But here, I don't know how to get this to the people that really can influence. Roger, you listening? Here you go. Listen. It, when I was when I was doing the show with Randy yesterday, it's another reason why you should watch it. The Holy Spirit showed me, showed me this. The guys in January 6th, Pastor Bill Dunphy, Jeff, get this to Pastor Bill Dunphy. Get that, get that video yesterday to Pastor Bill, Jeff. We are fighting the wrong fight. We should not go to court and say that we were not trying to overthrow. The, no, no, folks, that's the wrong defense. Because we were trying to overthrow the Luciferian government. And the men who went and did it did go do warfare, not against the government. They did warfare against the principalities and powers, the evil spirits in high places. And they used the weapons of their warfare, which are not carnal. Pastor Bill Dunphy read from the Bible. People read from the Bible. They read from the Constitution. They They didn't go with guns and bombs and hand grenades. They went peaceably, but they are called by their God to earnestly contend for the faith. And so when we went to Washington, D.C., it was a spiritual war. It wasn't a physical war. If it was going to be a physical war, we would all showed up with guns. Nobody took guns. Get on the witness stand and say, I was obeying the Lord. I have a right, according to the First Amendment to the Constitution, to to express my religious beliefs openly and freely. Congress shall make no law regarding how I exercise my faith. And I showed up 
on the steps in Washington, D.C. to represent my king against a foreign invader. And I didn't bring any weapons. I brought spiritual weapons. I want praise and prayer and Bible and declarations and decrees. And I'm not ashamed that I did that because the Constitution gives me the right to do it. Do you, do you see it? Do you see That's it? That's a boom, coach. That's a boom. Amen. Amen. Yeah, definitely Tony, boom. It's going to go into the courtroom and quit trying to say, no, we didn't do this. Hell yes, we did it because we're pulling down principalities and powers. This is not a physical war. This is a spiritual war. And my king told me that go tear them down. That's what I was doing spiritually. Now, those of you sitting in here, you prosecutors and Merrick Garland and Joe Biden, you don't understand spiritual issues. But by golly, the Constitution gives me the right to execute my spiritual principles. There ain't a damn thing you can do about it. Let me catch my breath. That's the fight. That's the fight. Huh? That's the fight. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Be careful what I say. Not many attorneys in the world to pick it up and run with that defense. If I was going to go to trial in Washington, D.C., I sure as hell wouldn't try to convince those wicked people that had the constitutional right to do it. Because it ain't about the constitutional right, folks. It's about my religious, spiritual right. And I would get in there and I would I would get before that jury and I would show them every every scripture that commands me to stand up against the forces of darkness. Every one and say, I'm not here to overthrow the government, but I'm an ambassador. I serve a different king. Golly, that's the way to win. That's the way to win. The other way is not working. Why? Oh my goodness. Because we're playing within their system. So you're the guys that said there was a separation between the church and state. So I came to Washington, D.C. representing the church. I came representing the Lord. I didn't bring any weapons other than my Bible, my friends, my appeal to heaven flag. And that's all I did. And I just wanted to get in that Capitol building and I wanted to pray down those strongholds. I want to tear down those principalities and powers. That's why I went into the building. I wasn't after Pelosi. I wasn't after whoever. I was after that spirit behind them. I was after the devil. I was after Satan, Lucifer, who's taking... Folks, that's a winning hand, isn't it? It's a winning hand. Instead, we're trying to make excuses within their criminal justice system. <sighs> Some of you don't get it. Still don't get it. I couldn't hardly, I couldn't hardly calm down yesterday. After Randy and I did that interview, and it, it hit me. It hit me. Why? If we represent the kingdom of God, Amen. why are we playing by the kingdom of this world's rules? Hell yes, I came in there to overthrow principalities and powers. Why? Because my Bible commands me to do it. It's freedom of religion here. Somebody gave me an There's image. no volume on, on the televised Say that again. Portion. There's no volume. Why are we not having any volume? Golly. We'll fix it. This whole thing, and I just 
have tried every search engine and everything. There's been no volume the entire time Is anybody on, hang on, on the televised. Donna, hang on a second. Can, it, can anybody hear me? If you can hear yes. me. Yes, okay, okay. So Donna, some, I don't know what's going on. There is volume, Donna. Did you go to okay. Coach, did you go to CoachDaveLive.com, Donna? Yes, on on my on my phone, and I even muted the things, and and uh, then unmuted it. Coach, uh, I, I have a lot of a lot of times, Coach. I come on and I can't hear, and I have to turn it off and redo it, redo it, redo it, and then I can. So just tell, tell her to try to get on again. Try to uh, try yes. to get off. Reboot, reboot, listen, listen, reboot, and raise your volume. On your phone. Yes, you may need to reboot it and raise your bottom. Listen to this, O'Donna. You can listen to the replay. It's always posted. Okay. okay, listen. I'm going to tell you that 20 minutes you just got, folks, I'm telling you, I'm, that is the key to victory. See, we are representing. They told us there's a separation between the church and state. We are there representing the church. And we can open up the Bible. And we can present evidence why we did what we did. And it doesn't matter whether the jury agrees with us or not. We have a God-given constitutional right to freely express our faith. Anybody with me? Anybody, anybody see what I'm saying? They don't have to agree with it. Because why? Because they're serving that other kingdom. They're serving that one, see? So we got to say, hey, we came to reclaim our Christian heritage. We didn't bring a gun. We didn't bring a knife. We didn't bring a bomb. We didn't bring anything. We brought the word of God, which is the weapon of our warfare. And we showed up to do nothing more than exercise our God-given constitutional right to petition the government for redress of grievances. Yes, even us crazy Christians, we also have that right. That's the argument. That's the Boom. argument. I, 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 that's the argument. I'm, I'm, that's, folks, that's from the throne room. That's the argument. Go ahead, Jeff. Coach, everything you just said I've been saying recently, you you nailed it to a T. And this is my thing I told Roger one day. I said, why, with everything that Pastor Bill did, just as you described, 60 or 70 D.C. police sat on that side. They stood there for four hours and listened to him. They never moved. They knew his heart. They knew what he was He wasn't doing. a threat. Yeah. He was a threat to the principalities and the powers. We have to take spiritual warfare into the courtroom and explain it to people what the Bible teaches they should do. So this and is why he's being obedient why? to the Lord. This is what I said. Why aren't the Christian attorneys using you people, you politicians, you evil government ought to be thanking your lucky stars and thanking God that that pastor was there to lead 12 or 14,000 people peacefully. No cop got injured. No cop went to the emergency room. No cop went to the hospital. No cop died. They were good. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah, because, because what can I tell you why? Because the attorneys have been trained to follow the bar rules. By the way, we prayed against that this weekend. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, let, me, let me stop right here because Randy, as I said, Randy did an unbelievable job on Bridie on yesterday. And Randy, I, because you weren't in here yesterday and we talked Amen. about that, just explain to everybody real quickly, Randy, your heart. And how the Lord moved on you to put this thing together. That's your cue, Randy. Come on in. Yeah, Coach. 
Oh, yeah, Coach, I, I just stepped back in. I had to do something outside. Okay, okay. So, Randy, just give us an overview of, of your our Bridie on discussion yesterday and what motivated you to do what you did. Um, well, I'll make this premise, Coach. If, if we can hear the Holy Spirit, why do we need a teacher? Why do we need really anything except to be obedient from that point? So, you know, once God spoke to me and just said, I'm going to show you this. And then I just waited on it for like a year, coach. I just put it on the shelf. And then as I began to write it out, it became obvious that this is a great action. We're going to have to do this. Well, then it was just about the timing. So spiritual you know, warfare, right, Randy? Spiritual, war- not weapons. We didn't take guns. We didn't take knives. We took spiritual weapons because it's a spiritual battle. Go ahead. But it's, Coach, you know, it's always right to do what's righteous, always. But whenever God is in an operation, especially a militant one, and I believe that's what the Holy Spirit is in right now, it's about timing. You 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 prepare, and then you set up, and you wait, and then it says, it's just, okay, it's time to do it. Well, that's that's basically how this all went off. And, yeah, it was the declaring God's word. You can put scripture by every decree we, we said. By the way, Randy, by the declaration way, scripture. Randy, I'm going to get you in trouble with the FBI because that word's a weapon. That word is a weapon. How do I know? Because the Bible teaches me that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. So we showed up with weapons. Bill Dunphy showed up in, G- in January 6th with weapons. What? A spiritual weapon. Go ahead, Randy. So, Coach, so if that's true, then, then uh, when they speak, they're using their weapon too. They right? are. Your voice, your voice is your weapon, right? Right. They're making their laws, Randy. They've overthrown us. They're making their laws, telling us there's a separation between the church and the state. You can be a Christian, but you have to follow our laws. See, you see what they've done to us, Randy? Coach, it's always look, look, historically, God has always asked his remnant to do sometimes really silly things. You know, in the in the in the natural, you look at it and you go, oh, what's you're putting rocks out. You're you're talking a bunch of stuff. You're it's it's hogwash. What do you? It's just it's silly. But it isn't if God says to do it because He said you have to become as a little child to see the kingdom. Well, He uses the simple things. Yeah. He uses the simple things to confound the wise. Isn't that what it says, Randy? Amen, Coach. So then it just comes down, coach. Let's just let's get it organized and let's be obedient and and let's just go. It's action, coach. It's what you preach, it's what we do, it's action. Faith without works is dead. It's God, God blesses action. God blesses action. Right? So, Steve, you listening to this one? I spent another day yesterday morning in my pond because I won't hold water. I threw all that bent night in there. And I went out there again yesterday up to my knees in clay, mud, clay. If I had some horseshoes and threw them in there, they'd never come out. They'd never move, right? And I'm out there, and I grabbed a rake, and I went around every inch of that pond, and I raked the bottom of that pond, and that mud came rolling up out of there. And when I walked away last night, that pond was holding water. Why was that pond holding water? Because the mud was rushing to the hole. What? Oh, yeah, there was a breach in the pond. And the Bible says, stir up that gift that's within you. 
So I went out, I stirred up the gift, which is in that pond. I stirred up that clay and that stuff came up in the top. And a couple of days ago when I did it, it was like a whirlwind, like flushing a toilet and you could see the water going down. And I did that yesterday. And Steve, I walked back up to the top and I looked down and saw no whirlpools. There were no whirlpools anymore because I troubled the water. See, some of you, some of you think I'm crazy. Some, I, I saw that principle happen right in front of me. I saw it happen. I saw it happen. And so here we are, stir up that gift that is amongst you. Stir it up, the gift that's within you. Create some mud. Coach, that's, you're, you're exactly, that is so true, Coach, because God said, you know, I just start with two. You know, I said, so we had 12 courts, two people. That's 24. So I was just looking for 24 people that were willing and able and will be obedient and do their job. And, and, and you know what, Coach, we ended up, if you really add it, the arithmetic, exactly double. 48 people participated at those 12 courts. Coach, it, it, see how God works? It, he doubled it. it it's, it's just on purpose almost because it's it was a double anointing, even greater than what I could have imagined. So, you know, it, it's just that's how it works if we're obedient, Coach. It's just simple, simple, it is, simple. It is so, listen, it is so simple. It is and, so and it's, simple. And it's 48 basically one to represent one for every state of the union plus the other two in georgia so there's 50. yes look i just sent a picture i i should have had all these rest hunter uh, who i didn't even look who's in there who is it did they moderate i just sent you a picture of us my crew outside the cincinnati office and i got a bunch of them but i don't have time to send them in there now but uh, uh hunter i think it is hunter jeez Spencer, pull up if you can, Spencer, because this, look, this is, this is, if you've been watching Coach Dave live for any time, you know I'm talking about uh, SWAT teams, spiritual weapons and tactics, infiltration, secretive missions. We've been doing this for how long? How long? And here's what I know when Spencer's going to throw that picture up there. It's a picture of me and my wife and George. And Glenn, I'm looking at it over here, and Mel, and Lynn Tibbs, and what? We were just little soldiers of the cross. We just showed up. That's all we did. Did you get it yet, Spencer? 30 seconds, you're going to have it up there. And we had these. This is the magic of this thing. We impacted the United States of America with a crew of 50 people. Are you kidding me? 50 people, but see, it wasn't just 50 people, was it? It was 50 people who were in a huddle together and broke a huddle and went and ran a play. And not only did we go and run the play, but we had cheerleaders. We had people on the stands cheering for us. We had people buying us supplies, right? It was a movement of an army, a SWAT team, spiritual weapons and tactics that showed up and they didn't even know we did it. We were a stealth bomber. Do you get it? Do you get it? Now, here's what I know. Bible teaches me this. Duty is mine. Responsibility belongs to God. I did what he told me to do. Randy said every place we put our foot, 
given unto you under inheritance. Only be strong and very courageous. Be not afraid and be not dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. And you go back to Gideon's army. And what did God say to Gideon? Hey, you got too many folks. You got too many. Get rid of some of those guys. Get only those people who are focused. There, finally got it up. Potter Stewart, United States Courthouse. Huh? We walked around that. We prayer walked that. We laid stones down there. We sprinkled some water. We sprinkled some oil. We anointed our feet with oil. And we claimed that that kingdom's coming down. By the way, FBI, my biblical responsibility. You may not like it, but I don't serve you. I serve the king of kings. And you guys are about to, I think, about to, oh, I'm, feel, I'm telling you. I should have just done this show for me today. Go ahead, Craig. Well, getting back to uh, January 6th, uh, the very figure that's on top of the U.S. Capitol is the goddess of freedom. Yes, it's sir. a statue that depicts a female figure bearing a military helmet and holding a sheathed sword in her right hand and a laurel wreath, a shield in her left hand. Hang on a second there, Craig. So, so, so Pastor Bill. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I want you to finish it. Spencer, pull up... Uh, What's written in the Lincoln Memorial? Pull that up. Keep keep going, Craig. Okay. So Pastor Bill came with the word of God, which is a sword. That is our sword. And so we have two swords fighting against each other. Bill was on the steps. And we're fighting against a goddess that sits on top of the U.S. Capitol. We yes, don't sir. Yes, it's a spiritual we don't worship, spiritual. We don't worship a goddess. We worship Jesus of Nazareth who sits at the right hand of the Father. So I don't think she was arrested that day, yet she was carrying a sword. Mm. I think she might be the person of insurrection we were fighting against. By the way, Craig, it is that sword that they're worried about, isn't it? It's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's what they're against. That's what they're worried about. They ain't worried about the other ones. That's, that's it. it says that justice roll down like a, a mighty river. See if you can pull down that dispenser. Um, folks, this is our national monument. It's our national monitor. There it is. Pulled up. Uh, is that what it says? I hate it when I've not planned ahead. Uh, I, I forget it. Let it's it. Uh, no, keep on going. That's not it. No, the Bible scripture in the Lincoln Memorial. Let justice roll down like a mighty river. I think's what it says. Maybe you can find that. Go, Randy. Coach, what you know when you go in the field, you you just think you see things, you hear things, you learn things, and if you don't go anywhere, you don't learn. So, Coach, I'm in down. We're in downtown Denver, and we're just we're we're checking it out. We're we're, we're studying it, and there's four or five other huge courts, Coach. They're all right there by this one, and and the U.S. Court of Appeal, uh, U.S. Bankruptcy Court, for instance, a huge building. Right over the entrance, there's a snake with his mouth open. All over these buildings, Coach, there's so many Luciferian symbols that are basically telling all the people, we own this, this these institutions. We own them. And, and it's a, just right in their face. So, Coach, what we're, what we're learning is we have, we're the ones that have authority. We have just checked out of this so long we don't understand that. But they, they will use it. They will use their false, their position and hijack the, the, the whole judicial system and we just sit back and take it and, and it's the moment we stand up as the church and do this and take and go read these decrees and declarations at every single courthouse in the country 
it's it just a matter of time and the righteousness will pour back in in that void coach that's right man we got a uh here's what i'm sorry good job good one randy the words of amos 5:24 are in the lincoln memorial but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. That is in the Lincoln Memorial, friends. That's what we want. We went and raised that sword again, dudes. Go ahead. Uh, MLK said that on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, okay. That's not what I, I, I'm going to, I'll have it for you tomorrow. Jock, go ahead. Come on in, Jock. Come on in, Rochelle. Hey, good morning, team. Um, so if we just equate the, the Sadducees and Pharisees of Jesus's day, um, they're the judges and prosecutors of today. You know, I mean, like, think about it like this. Like, for example, there's a story in the Bible um, when a follower of Jesus picked some grain to eat. And um, it was the religious leaders of the day who wanted to bring charges and accuse him of something. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, Jesus kind of worked even in his own time. He worked to reform legal systems and re- teach and religious teachings. So I, I, and he used him, think of all the times they used their own citizenship. And in the book of Acts, um, one of the disciples wrote a whole dissertation, you know, for, for Paul's upcoming trial up against Nero. So there's all kinds of uh, examples where the people of God are to be using the law, which they call Jesus rabbi, which means teacher. What is he a teacher of? He's a teacher of the law. By the way, by the way, good point, uh, Rochelle. But listen. There's a foreign Amen, there's a foreign government sitting in Washington, D.C., friends. And I am a representative of a different kingdom. The Constitution gives me the right to freely exercise my faith in advancing this other kingdom. That's what the First Amendment was all about. Amen. And in 1947, when they said there was a separation between the church and state, they deposed Jesus Christ as king. They deposed him. And when they deposed him as king, we showed up on January 6th and we declared he is king. That's what we did. We didn't try to overthrow anything. We tried to restore us back to our natural beginning. Restoration, not revolution. They conducted the revolution. They already did it. That's why Christianity is not permitted in your court. As soon as you get in there and you start to raise up, can, uh, tell them why you were doing your religious duty, then objection, your honor. That's, that's the way this freaking game's played. And we're not smart enough to understand it. Say, dude, listen, I'm playing by a different set of rules. I represent a different kingdom. And I'm in here and you're judging me and you ain't even part of the kingdom that I'm in. Oh my God, we got to come out of Babylon. Jock, you're going to try it again. Go ahead. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes, I got you. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, the Luciferians, they're buttoning everything down with 
with uh, Phillips head screws, okay, and they're handing out flathead screwdrivers to everybody. Yes, sir. Except, except you and I know that it takes a it takes a Phillips head screwdriver to unscrew the everything that they've screwed down for us to rebuild it. We got to start handing out Phillips head screwdrivers. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We need drills with those Phillips heads on them, right? We need to. We need. See, folks, look. Again, I'm going to tell you something. See, they had to create the appearance of violence. It wasn't Christians that were doing that. It wasn't Christians doing that. Come on. It's the other side. They infiltrated. We're there representing the. They told us the two kingdoms are separate. They told us they were. And so we come to town representing our king. And they say, you're not allowed to represent him. He's not welcome here. Oh, theirs are. They're king of transgenderism and homosex and uh, stealing and lying. Oh, their king's welcome. Well, our king's not. No, our king's not. Merrick Garland. How dare Merrick Garland stand judgment over any man, any Christian man in particular. And I would declare that this, this court is null and void because I am not represented by people of my kingdom. The same kingdom I am in, there are none here, and I'm, I don't have fair representation. Clay, go ahead. Yeah, Mark, Mark Trump and I, we went and covered the Richmond location, Richmond, right. Virginia. And uh, just so happens that the, the capital of Virginia is right across the street from the U.S. Court of Appeals. And we had plenty of time, so we were able to Jericho march around the Capitol and cover that prior to starting the U.S. Court of Appeals. And I just thought I'd share this with you. I had my uh, field copy of the, the Third Day Declaration with me, and I walked off from the house and left my Bible sitting there when I was packing. Oh. So when I got up to the court or uh, to the Capitol, uh, you know, I had my phone and Bible Gateway. But uh, I didn't want to read the third day declaration, you know, ahead of time. So I opened up my my uh, phone and the Bible app, and I was uh, asking the Holy Spirit, "What should I, what should I read?" You know, now for somebody like Randy Lunsford or or uh, Dale Sosia, that'd be easy. They could just go go to somewhere in the Bible that would apply. But I opened it up, and uh, the Holy Spirit said. Uh, uh, go to Romans one, Romans chapter one. So I did. I went to Romans chapter one, and then uh, I'm like, okay, should I start it at verse one? And it said, no, scroll down. So I went down and I got to verse sixteen, and it just so happens that uh, I, I want me to read from sixteen to thirty-two, and sixteen to seventeen has to do with the righteous shall live by faith. And verses 18 through 32 has to do with God's wrath on the unrighteousness. Amen. It was just amazing. And then when we finished doing the Jericho walk and, and doing all that around the Capitol, and there's a plaque on the Capitol that said uh, that they had a ceremony to lay the cornerstone of that Capitol. Well, that kind of, you know, I'm sure it was a Masonic person and Masonic ceremony. We claim that Jesus was the cornerstone of the kingdom of God of all things on that spot. And then when we went down and finished what we were doing up at the Capitol and started the uh, third day declaration, we weren't even looking at our watches. 
And then when we finished and said, it is finished, amen, the bell tower rang off down the street. As soon as we said, it is finished, amen, the bells went off. (laughs) And me and Mark just looked at each other, and we knew that was confirmation that we were in the right spot at the right time. Amen, amen. Let let me do two things here. Good, Good work, Clay. Let me do, Spencer, I just sent you Joshua one. Pull that up there. And then, listen, folks, we are going to put into the chat the field copy that Clay put together. That right there. I don't know how you get that in the chat. I would like you to get that in the chat if you can, Spence, because I want all of you, we need to be praying this declaration daily. We all need to be praying this declaration daily. Right. We talked yesterday about a declaration and a decree. Spence, can you just stick that in the chat? Are you able to do that? I don't know if that form is in, in the way that you can, but I would like that. At some point, we've got to get that in there. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to Joshua. Joshua 1. Joshua 1. Here's what we did. And here's what I would say if they hauled me into court in Washington, D.C. I'd say, Lord, uh, Your Honor, gentlemen of the jury, I'm simply obeying the commandment of my Lord. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua and said, Moses, my servant, is dead. I'm going to stop right there. George Washington's dead. Ben Franklin's dead. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're dead. Thomas Jefferson, he's dead. Right? He's dead. All your forefathers are dead. Clay, now, therefore, you arise and you get on your car and you drive to Richmond, Virginia, you and all the people, and you drive and you go and I give uh, unto the land which I give to them, Clay. It's your land, Clay, even to the children of the Lord. And Clay, every place that you put your foot, you tread upon it, I've given that unto you. Hey, folks. I'd be on the witness stand and I'd say, I'm just following. I had to go in the building. The Lord commanded me to go into the building. Every place that the sole of my foot treads upon, you've given it unto me. And I went to Washington, D.C. spiritually to reclaim it from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, Euphrates, and all the Democrats and all the Republicans and all the atheists. Every on to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. You, we own it all. Why? Because the Lord owns it all. Scroll down, Spencer. But then he gives some conditions. There shall not be any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. What? Any what? Any man? The Justice Department, huh? Merrick Garland, what? Huh? Joe Biden, no, he ain't going to be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Why? Because I was with Moses, and I'm going to be with you. And I will not fail. Are you guys getting this? Are you getting this, that you are representing a king? And he said, what I say happens, happens. I'm not going to fail you, and I'm not going to forsake you. But be strong and have a good courage. For to this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land. It's the Lord's land. And I came back to reclaim it spiritually. Which the Lord said he swore unto his fathers to give him. We are blocking the Lord's sworn allegiance to give it to his kids. 
We're blocking it because we won't stand up and fight. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Only, only. He's strong, very courageous. But you may be able to observe to do. Observe to do. That you mayest observe to do according to all the law. See, we got a different lawgiver in Washington, D.C. right now. And we want to establish the original lawgiver. Which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. And this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but shall meditate there day and night, that thou may observe to do, observe to do, observe to do, according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shall have good success, have not I commanded you? Commanded. Go in the courtroom, say, I'm following my commanding officer, my commission, my king. He commanded me. Amen. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Be the dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with me. And that's why I went to Washington, D.C. Man, oh man, oh man. Jack. Okay. Hey, by the way, Jack, by the way, you can continue to do this and you'll find out that Joshua did exactly what we did. He commanded the people. He organized them. He prepared them with food for three days. Go here, go there, and you guys do this. And you guys do exactly what we just did. Goes it. Go, Jack. Exactly. Okay. Supreme Court, 1790, Robinson versus Hardaway. The biblical law at common law supersedes all laws and Christianity is custom and custom is law. Supreme Court, 1790, Robin versus Hardaway. Stand on it. Dudes, it's on our side. Do you, folks, I did go to Washington, D.C. to lead a spiritual revolution, not a governmental one. Not a governmental one. I went to Washington, D.C. to reestablish and decree and declare. <clears throat> Randy, aren't those the words you used? I'm going to decree and declare this land is your land. This land is my land. I'm going to decree and declare that Jesus Christ is king and lawgiver over America. I had, a, I had a constitutional right and a spiritual duty to do that. And Congress shall make no law permitting, per, shall make no law pro, preventing me from doing that. Randy. Coach, we just we just continued to honor the, the 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 Puritans at the at the Mayflower Compact. We just continued honoring the the founders when they founded the, the, the government, the Bill of Rights, Coach. We declared what they declared. We declared what they all declared. We, this is nothing new, Coach. We're not just we're not conjuring up something here. We are just doing what the People of history have done when it was time to do it. We decreed and we declared, Coach. We're Randy, not. Even... When you, Randy, when you went to Washington D.C., did you really think you were going to physically overthrow the government? Did you take no. anything to physically overthrow the government? What a ridiculous statement! What a ridiculous! How stupid do they think you are? You went there because why? You wanted to overthrow principalities and powers, which you are commanded by your commander-in-chief to do. 
Oh man, I see. I don't know if you guys are picking it up. I see it so clearly. I'm wrapping up here. We just put in the chat. Clay Parker put together what he called a field manual of what we prayed at all 12 of those things. It's on the screen right now. It is in the chat, folks. I would ask you to pull that up, to download it, to do whatever, and to continue to pray that, continue to water those seeds that were planted, that you be in total agreement with our forefathers. And the, the gods, oh, Randy, this was, this was, this is so good. This is so good. Jeff Klein, get that to Bill. Get that to Pastor. Here's, hey, here's what I know. The lawyers, they're, they're up with the bar. They ain't going to do that. So we can't do that. Well, if you go into a court without the Lord as your guide and as the Lord as your defender, then you're going to get what you deserve from those wicked Luciferians in control of the government. Anybody, you guys with me? See what I'm saying? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, dude. They're mighty through God to the pulling down spiritual strongholds, evil spirits in high places. Onward, Christian soldiers. Ah, see you tomorrow. Hey folks, producer Spencer here. Just a reminder to find all the links in the show description on CoachDaveLive.com or CoachDaveLive.tv. Find the episode from today. Today's episode was episode 1981. That's 1981. And you can find all the links including the PDF uh, document that Coach referenced today. Thanks.